0: Well, you got stuck in there In the whole Was, yeah. it, was there another
1: I caught my, Strike or something? I caught my Uber to The airport And then I landed And then all the taxi drivers In Melbourne are striking about Uber <laughs> They knew you were coming Yeah, they heard about so, it yeah.
0: So they striked The public transport strike last week Is that right? Yeah, I think they're Two separate things Oh I don't know. I'm not
1: from Melbourne. Yeah. Tank in light. That's oh, what's look, going
0: I've on. My, We're here to talk about transport. <laughs> I've had my head in
2: here for too long. I don't Australia, even know Transport Radio. Yeah. 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 How
1: do you get to work? You're a bit of a fitness I, buff. I, so.
2: Yeah, I, I live a kilometre or so away from work, so oh, nice. I, I walk. I don't own a car. Uh, oh, really? Yeah, we live in a city. My wife owns a car. Um, I walk every day, mm-hmm. which is good. Yeah, cool. No happy. No bike. Or anything? Uh, no, I'm a kilometer, I'm not gonna ride a kilometer. No, so, yeah. Um, no, I ride no a kilometer. do you
0: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
1: but you've, no. you have got a BMX. I got my so BMX, so yeah. my only move is getting to and from work without getting hit by bus. Yeah, nice. But <laughs> it's pretty successful. Uh,
0: Welcome to episode 23 of Australian Design Radio, to provide Australia and the world with conversations and commentary on Australian design. I'm Matt Leach, and as always, I'm here with Flynn Tracy, and on this show we talk to Jim Antonopoulos, the creative director of Tank, although calling him a creative director might not be the best way to describe him. In this show, you'll hear us talk quite a bit about titles, and about how they sometimes get in the way. Humanising design is also something that Tank is really pushing, and we discuss what this means to them, and how they incorporate it into their day-to-day. We talk about the idea of the fully stacked employees, how that applies to designers, self-publishing, and the importance of content. This episode was recorded upstairs in Tank's beautiful studio in Melbourne. Let's get started.
2: Tank's been around for 18 years yeah we're like a wow and to use a cliche we're an 18 year old startup you know oh, um nice. <laughs> that sounds really shit does <laughs> um yeah i've been around for 18 years uh michelle and richard started tank a very long time ago and they gave me a call about nine years ago yeah um, brought me on as a partner and it's been really great ever since we were able to kind of kind of a new beginning for the business about nine years ago mm. and it's been really great, we've um, done some really great stuff mm. we've, um, we've made some mistakes um, and it's been really great it's been a really great learning experience the, I was just, before I came I was
0: talking to someone and I mentioned that I was coming along to see you yeah. and they talked about the Trobe Yep. Um That you you won an award for as well, didn't yeah,
2: you? Yeah, we won an... Um, I think it was Agda's first effectiveness award right. for that. Um, we also won an Australian Marketing Institute effectiveness Awards, and uh, award for that. Yeah. Wh- what
0: I really liked, she was a student at that time.
2: Oh, right. Okay. And
0: she saw the effects like firsthand. Yeah. And she said it was almost instant that suddenly the students had a little bit more pride. It, it really changed the whole kind yeah. of space, which is interesting because I've seen quite a few university rebrands recently yeah. and sort of been sat next to students who are whinging about like, you know, we can't even get lockers and they're mm. going to spend a couple of million on this this rebrand. So it was really nice to hear that it did make a real change.
2: Yeah, it did. And that was a long time ago. That, would have, that was about seven years ago, mm. seven and a half years ago. Um, but the approach we took was to, we immersed students in the project. Right. Um, we worked really closely with the council and the exec and the marketing director. So we really immersed them in the work. And I think that was critical to the work actually just being really meaningful to the to the audience or to the students themselves. Um, they influence the everything from the writing to the photography. Uh, there was influence there from mm-hmm. the um, call it the end user. Mm.
0: So Talking about that end-user thing, mm-hmm. though, because I, I know on the Tank website and um, and just been speaking to you and speaking to other people about Tank, mm-hmm. um, this kind of humanising, human-centred design. Yep. Um, can you talk more about that? Like, yeah. why that's so important?
2: Um, it's kind of everywhere, isn't it? You know, um, it's kind of a bit of a thing um, <laughs> for us. It's really influenced uh, by, I guess, a little bit of my background. You know, growing up in, you know, Internet version one in the '90s, and um, we all did lots of usability training back then. Right. And, uh, we were kind of, we were, we were testing and prototyping and doing all that sort of stuff and making like shitloads of mistakes. And can I say that? I can say yeah.
1: that. <laughs> <laughs> you said it. Um, <laughs> I've said it. It's too late. It's happening. Um,
2: you know, and I think be working in. Um, in such an environment where you know you had to really you weren't really at the time to be honest we weren't really thinking about the end user we were just doing stuff and then quietly realized that hey we have to think about the end user Mm -hmm. um and it is born of um the need it is born of that time for me um it stretches back a really long time call it whatever you want um it's really just um having some empathy for the person that's receiving the communication yeah um really caring about why and how they're going to receive it and why they really should care um, mm. at the end of the day. Why why should they care? Um, our lives are so busy, so, so busy. Um, we get bombarded every single day. Mm. Why should we care? Um, and that's a fair question to ask. So whether it's called human-centred design or whatever the approach is, um, we... You know we 're kind of really immersed in empathy development right up front and that's been that's been really important to us for a long time um, you know. do you, Do you think I was talking to
0: Gavin mcLeod from r g a and he was talking about mm. the nineties and <laughs> and just that high idea about how potentially we were making new rules every time we did a new site or yeah. something like that and and depending which studio you went to they had different rules and yeah. he was talking about since he feels like there's a standardization yeah. that sort of appeared through yeah. UX or through human yeah. centered design Um where everyone at least knows the kind of building blocks yeah, and the
2: framework for yeah. it i think that's a really great way of putting it and he's absolutely right that um yeah everyone was doing it in their own way and uh, we we're all kind of making it up as we go as we went along yeah i think that's a really great way of putting it um a standardization and a mm. framework for all of us to work within and, yeah absolutely and we were working on some crazy stuff like we were prototyping uh interactive tv for a confidential client at the time just prototyping interactive TV scenarios and we were thinking about what would it be like if we were able to purchase AFL tickets on our phones what would our lives be like Mm. just on your Nokia yeah, or if that, you know, we would imagine that. Wow. And we would we'd present to clients like Telstra and, and the AFL at the time who were organizing naming rights uh, for one another. Right. Um, it was late 90s. And, you know, we would do user flows. We wouldn't call them user flows. They we were just presentations, you know. Right. Yeah. And we would say, you know, a day in the life of Matt. And Matt would, you know his stuff on monday and he'd ping his friends and that was pretty cool because we were just kind of making it up as we went and like a version of personas and yeah, yeah, yeah. archetypes yeah, yeah, and everything yeah, yeah. but there was no label for it no no at not at all we were just kind of telling a story yeah. um and selling an idea and i think mm. those actually those two things are they're so important to teach young creatives and young designers is yeah. uh, tell a story sell an idea don't just focus on polishing it uh, you got to tell the story, and you got to sell it yeah. to a client. At the end that, of the day. The whole, that narrative that absolutely that someone else can probably take
0: and make their own as well. Yeah, as
2: and well. then on and tell it to others mm. as well. You know, we get uh, we got some really great compliments of the work we recently did uh, for Bank Australia, uh, and it was very much on that. It was, we were able to tell them the story, and the execs that we worked with were able to take that story in, inside the organisation. And this is at the beginning of the work, the project it was good. 18 Months worth of work, um, and they were able to communicate internally what was happening, you know, in their own language, but the same story. Mm. Um, yeah, we get really great feedback on that, and that means a lot. That means a lot to us. Yeah. yeah.
0: The other thing, and I'm just picking on your website again. Yeah. <laughs> the other thing that I've noticed, and I noticed this a while ago, but when you talk about Tank, mm-hmm. you talk about the people who work at Tank. You, there's there's a statement which which is pulled apart from the rest of the the, the writing, which says
2: everyone at Tank is creative. Yep. Why is that important? I don't think creativity is harboured by the few. I don't think you go to school to be creative. I think we're all innately creative when we're children. I have three kids. I look at them, muck around... Um, every day and you've got a brand new kid as well I do I have a 9 week old who, how's, um, how's your sleep yeah not bad not bad <laughs> <laughs> uh, not bad I have an 8 year old girl Evie my son Ari is 6 and um, my daughter Zoe is 9 10 weeks now wow so, yeah. Congratulations. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. I thought I was too old for kids, but um, here we are again. You know? <laughs> wow. Um, are you going to stop anytime soon? What's yeah, that's it. That's it now. Yeah, yeah that's it. Yeah, three is enough. Um, <laughs> no, so, and they're wonderful. Absolutely wonderful. Um, but I look at children, I look at my kids, and they're just creative by default. Yeah, you know, they use their imaginations. They solve problems laterally. They think laterally by default, uh, and we unlearn that. And much mm. has been written about that. You know, mm. the guys from IDEO have written a lot about that. Yeah. Picasso said something like that. Yep. I'm sure he did. Yep. <laughs> yep. Um, and we just unlearn that. Um, so I don't. Th- you can go to school and l- and kind of relearn it, but um, I think we can also relearn it um, on the job. Mm-hmm. We can relearn it by doing. Uh, And we—it's more of a mindset. Absolutely, and you can relearn it by learning a a, a new approach to something, as Mm -hmm. opposed to the one you thought it was meant to be done that way. You know Mm. that sort of thing. And so we kind of impart that knowledge onto our clients. Um, We we force them to be creative. We force them to come with solutions. And we certainly we don't harbour. We don't have a creative division um, at Tank. You know everyone here has the ability to involved. contribute yeah. um, to the point where I abhor my job description, My not my job description, my, my job title. Mm. Uh, I like my job description. <laughs> um, it's my title. But why should one person in the business have the term creative in their job title? Yeah. Um, and the
0: director of the creative. Really, yeah, <laughs> I'm you know,
2: the director of the creative. I think those days are gone. Yeah. Um, we're reprinting some business cards and I've taken my job title off that. Yeah. It's off the website. Why mm. should one person own that Notion, That's Really interesting it's, thought. That's know, good. I like to have a creative accountant. Save me a little bit. <laughs> so. I like creative accountancy, yeah. 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 They
1: deserve the title. <laughs> okay, <laughs> <creative> <laughs> lawyer if you're a Yeah, if you yeah. ever get into trouble. Yeah. We've restructured
2: yeah. our teams around that as well. We yeah. really believe in um, kind of a, we're a flatter organization um, than, uh, than the default that you would think of a design-based business mm-hmm. where, you know, it's a, the default is a pyramid kind of structure where yeah, yeah. you know and you have your tiers of seniority junior midweight senior director something director yeah. something else, and then there 's at the top that person that waves the wand that owns creativity we, we don 't use the term junior we don 't have mid we don't do that own um, slaves no not at all <laughs> no. we, the way we work is um, and we're in a pro- and this has been a process for us over a number of years um, of you know trying something and then it. So, sort of working and then trying a, a second version of that and it's been a bit of a process so it's very much about giving ownership and accountability of the team that's working on a specific with a, with a client yep um, they get to make the decisions it's their call it's absolutely their call yep. if they doubt or if they um, need to bounce ideas i'm here and so is Michelle, my business partner, um, and we're here to share our expertise, our ideas, and help them and guide them through that. Mm-hmm. Um, but they have ultimate accountability of the work. We're moving now to a way of working where they plan out and resource their time over um, into the forecasts, um, and part of that team is a project lead as well. Um, so you know how else do people feel nourished and yes. and fulfilled yeah so we've moved towards that and it's uh, for me i think it's just been reinvigorating it's been mm-hmm. really lovely to see people just own a project mm. it's mm. so much more motivating
1: yeah can i ask a practical question Absolutely. about that so what happens when you're looking for to hire someone yep. and you know i'm one to 3 years as a designer and and they're coming to you and they're calling themselves a junior designer yeah You know, but you're after, well, we don't have titles here. You know, everyone's part of the project. You're looking to find a mid and pay them less. You're looking to find a junior and bump them up. Oh, you know, there's, um,
2: you know, you get paid based on your experience. Um, Right. You get, um, you're not going to get. Called junior just because you just graduated, and then mm. everyone all of a sudden just um, will just perceive you as the the new person. Mm. Um, some of you know some of the most remarkable people I've worked with have been you know in entry level positions, right. um, and I can reel off a massive list of people that I've worked with in my career who have just blown me away. Um, and they have been in entry-level positions. One guy I used to work with um, just disappeared one day and we found out he got poached by Google um, okay. oh and he's been there ever since. Was he working here full-time he, at the time? No, this I was like he told This was um, <laughs> when I was at Sausage, yeah. All right. um, Where is he? Yeah, he just kind of disappeared and we ended up he was working at Google. And We shouldn't have given him ownership for yeah. that project. <laughs> <laughs> no, too much ownership. <laughs> um, some of the you know, the younger, really driven people that I've worked with and still get to work with um, you know, why would you limit them hmm. by putting them in a box and calling them a junior? Yep. Like, why would you do that? Just tell them, you hey, know, you're a designer. Yes, they get paid a certain amount or whatever, whatever, and their job hmm. description is, you know, a certain thing, but empower them and they will do amazing things.
1: And also, I feel like that sort of attitude from an industry perspective, if everybody had it, would probably stop or at least inhibit the kind of jumping to go ahead yeah. situation that we have at the moment right yeah, so like absolutely. I'm three years as a junior the only way I'm really going to get ahead mm. is to go over there and be a midweight. Yep. Yeah. and then I'll go over there and be a senior and yeah. then hopefully I'll be a creative director or start my own business right that's kind yeah. of a, yeah.
2: the zigzag
0: that everyone's yeah, done you, um, you don't really get promoted within so very see, rarely yeah.
2: I don't see that as a zigzag see I think okay. st- I still think um, that's a linear progression because you're going from a junior to a midweight to a senior to a design director to whatever 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 that's still a very linear progression whether you do it at 10 whether you do it um, an IDEO or Cornwall or wherever still you're still going in a straight line mm. I think a, a non-linear progression is you know I'm working in digital at the moment hypothetically scenario, hypothetical scenario I'm working in digital at the moment I'm going to pop over to work in advertising right um, I'm then going to try a design studio and work on print stuff because um, hey people still do that <laughs> um, believe it or not um, we where, believe you where <laughs> um, I might then go and work on uh, UX stuff, you know, and just do user flows and use cases Mm. uh, for a few months, Um, and then might go roll right back and go back to advertising for a little while and try writing instead of art direction. Right. Or I might do some client service stuff, which Mm. is exciting, I think. Is that what they
0: talk about when they talk about Mm. the fully stacked employee? I I saw an article that you passed me, which was about the fully stacked employee. Sure. Well, just to fill fill you in on this, I'd, I'd heard the term because a bunch of guys from DT
1: had been um, working somewhere and they came back and kept talking about it. And I went, I don't know what you're talking
2: about.
0: Yeah, what are you, you talking about? Sent, sent you an article.
1: And um, no, they didn't. No, they didn't. They just, they kind of explained it and yeah. I didn't really get it. And I nodded and smiled and went about yeah, my Yeah, pretended that you knew. Yeah, I went, yeah of course, guys, of course, guys, <laughs> make a mental note, look yeah. up that. I forgot to do it. And then so, it was on, you know, front page of Medium, if you could call it that. And someone had just broken down exactly what, a great what they meant. But essentially, in my opinion, it's a generalist. I don't know. I'm sure some people will listen to this show and think, no, it's very different to a generalist. But I right. think in a lot of ways it is a... Oh, I like that it, idea. It I'd love generalist. to read that article.
2: I'm a big fan of it's Medium. It's a great article. Yeah, it's a good article. So. Yeah, I'm a big fan of Medium. Yeah. Um, I got to use a very early version of Medium when it oh, did first you? Lo- cool. launched. Um, and I just love the platform. And yep. it's now just gangbusters. It's, it's really huge. great. Yeah.
1: yeah, it's one of the best things to read, isn't it? Yeah, it's beautiful it? to read. comment and yep. you can recommend yeah. and everything. I was so stupid. I didn't actually figure out like what was happening behind the scenes. I remember reading an article and then there was two people that I follow on Twitter that I respect mm. and I'd I read the article and they'd gone down and... Their comments were shown. You know how usually the comments uh, are hidden. Yeah. And I was going, oh wow, that's turned up. What are the odds? <laughs> of the person, I of course I was logged in, so it was just uh, showing me personalized uh, content. Uh, yes. But it was so nice because it, yeah. you know, it just catered it to me, just, and I was thinking, yeah. oh, that's interesting that he yeah. made a comment about that.
0: Reddit, so it's, it it's, it's made it really difficult though because every time they send you that kind of um, update, this happened yesterday, mm-hmm. kind of thing. Like mm-hmm. because it's so catered for me, like every story, I'm like, oh, I would, I, I need to read that. Yeah. I, need to read that. Mm-hmm. I need to read that. I need to read that. And it's just i never get through them all
2: and it's delightful um, to use you know mm, just to yep. use it's really beautiful to use mm, um, it is yeah not many um aggregators are very nice to yep. use um, mm. they're clunky but it's just really delightful and mm. you guys you guys being tank yeah write a
1: lot as well like we do. you write quite a bit yep. you write a lot of our articles pretty good segue there did you see that i saw that yes um and, we, I mean, we were discussing a bunch of articles that we kind of read yeah. in, a bit of a, in a bit of preparation. But So, what is writing to, to yeah. you guys here at Tank? Or? Um,
2: I personally love writing. I'm, yeah. you know, I don't really consider myself a designer or I am a designer, but I'm not a designer. Sure. I think Nick Hallam said that in his mm. talk or someone. We've been talking
1: a lot about I titles love, yeah. and what they mean. You know, I yeah. Don't
2: like... Yeah, I, don't, I am, but I'm not, and yeah. I am. <laughs> <laughs> um, and I write a lot. I love writing, um, so content's really important to us. Um, we do a lot of content strategy work um, it's We publish an annual every year for our clients um, just exclusively for them mm. um, and it's a beautiful kind of magazine um, I'm a big fan of publishing you know like I mentioned earlier we have you know, there are a hundred monocles downstairs that I haven't read Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, just because you know there's just beautiful content yeah. in them. Um, so and, that,
0: and that journal's called Hello Tomorrow. Hello
2: right? Tomorrow, yeah. yeah. Can you believe we were able to trademark that? That's amazing. Really? Yeah. Wow. Yeah, it's really amazing. So a few years ago, we kind of had this aha moment where I thought we were doing what every other design-based business was doing. Where, you know, we were publishing once a year. We'd put our work together in a printed thing, and we'd send it to clients, right? Just, and I figured, and this is, sounds really dumb, I figured that's what our website's doing, right? <laughs> and it was an aha moment. Um, I asked um, the guys, I said, Look, we work on this really great on these really great projects you know, we 've rebranded DHS Centrelink, we did all that really great work uh, we 've just finished Bank Australia and we 've worked with really great organizations and along the way, we learn a thing or two about a thing or two sure. and we learn a thing or two about people as well, and that stuff that we learn is kind of worth sharing with our clients, right? Because mm. they're the ones that really matter. Mm. Um, because the only ones that the only people that were kind of really interested in those artifacts that we were creating were kind of our own industry. Mm. You know we used to get lots of students popping in. Can we get your thing, your printed thing? And we used to give them out. Mm.
1: Yeah, I was going to say when I was here, yeah, kind of four them. years ago, you gave us one. We still got it. Yeah, right. Okay, big thing, right? Yeah, yeah. Really, really somewhere
2: big. in here, yeah. yeah. Um, so we thought hey you know our clients are the ones that really matter so why not share all that stuff that we learn along the way um so we thought we printed this first issue called the identity journal um and it was just version one we just tested it it took too long to make um, mm. it looked really beautiful the content was really deep and meaningful uh we interviewed lots of really great people um and our clients absolutely loved it mm. um and it was our test case you know we thought if that worked we'll do another one so two years later we changed the name because we could and, <laughs> and we put version two on it um, we, and we changed our approach to it so instead of creating all the content at once we now create the content all the time throughout the year and we put some of it online right we get people to subscribe to some we do you know just some really cool stuff um, and then we interview lots of people like Mark Pollard who used to work at Big Spaceship I'm a big fan of that guy yeah um, Amy Bosham from IDO Stephen Caddy from REA just really really interesting people um and you know you print out your binder and we're going to send you know send some to clients and stash some over here and next year we'll do another one so i'll send you a couple wow yeah mm-hmm. cool
0: can i just go back to identity because i've yeah. just i've just had that moment where i was like oh that's wow i just it all came together because i mm. love that magazine yeah and we bought a whole bunch of them because mm-hmm. we, and we gave them to students and yeah. to um people we worked with and all sorts of stuff because yeah. So why did you, because that was sold in shops, wasn't it?
2: Yeah, so one of the things, it was a prototype for us. Mm. It was purely prototyping. We thought, let's just give some to educational institutions. Let's um, send some to a bunch of clients. Let's um, put it in in newsagents across the eastern seaboard, and let's just see what happens. Uh, Also, let's see if we can trademark the intellectual property, which Mm -hmm. we couldn't, thus the name change, right? Um, And that was a real prototype for us, so we learnt a lot. Um, from that, and but, the l- you, you don't want to sell it in shops anymore. No, no that's not the point. Okay. No, it was just something we tried. You know, mm-hmm. um, and that wasn't the point. The whole we, our focus was, uh, you know, the whole divergent convergent thing. We converged down to say we're gonna, we, uh, we pivoted. Yeah. The, the cliche term right we pivoted how innovative um <laughs> we the pivot was we're going to do a, a, a niche publication shorter print run just for clients yeah. um if we run out we run out uh with all due respect we won't send any to educational institutions we might send you two or three that's it yeah. not, the, not the 50 that we send you none taken uh, <laughs> so you know it was a true prototype yeah. you know um and hey you know it's our dime. Le- <laughs> we yeah, learn heaps, you know? and you obviously learn, yeah. We yeah, learn so. heaps, so and our clients just really value it. Like you know, there's content up there on the website. We've written some really cool stuff. Flick downstairs, um, our, our strategist, she wrote a really great article on empathy recently. Mm. Um, there's that. Amazing article, why we won't work for free. Um, <laughs> which I, I, want, I want to talk about. <laughs> we can talk there. about it later. Yeah. Um, yeah, there's some great stuff on our website that is. It ev- will eventually find its way into the printed edition. Yep. And then there's other stuff that will go into the um, printed edition as well. Mm. Um, so, yeah, it's a bit of fun as well. It's our internal project. I,
1: I really like the idea of just rolling out content throughout the year, throughout the year yeah. and then... I'm assuming picking the bits that you want to put in there it's just a great way to kind of have an organic thing happening because you have those shower thoughts right or you have that thing that you sketch down and then you forget about it Mm. you think oh what was that thing that idea I had and that could turn into an article a design a a book a drawing Mm. a Whatever, And then maybe that becomes something really beautiful
2: because it came from
1: a really nice thought.
2: Yeah, I completely agree. And we've also taken a... uh, We've applied an editorial workflow to that. Um, It's not a standard uh, design studio workflow at all. It's an editorial workflow. So we don't see it as a blog. It's not a blog. We commission the articles. We have a stable of... um, writers uh myself richard and there's a handful of others as well cool. um, and we can commi- actually commission the article so we have a um, an editorial plan uh we know what we're going to p- Talk about. We know what our clients are interested in. We also survey our clients around whether they care about the stuff we're talking about constantly. Wow. Mm. Um, so it's a completely different workflow to the standard. It's, an, it's a purely publishing, purely publishing workflow. Yeah, yeah, and it's just really cool because it's in, reinvigorating for us as well to work in a completely different way. Yeah. Um, and how you know, exciting. Yeah, it's great yeah. to hear how much is involved in it. It's, yeah, there is lo-
1: lots of intentional <laughs> thought.
2: There is it's uh, very deliberate uh, yeah. it's very deliberate and it's a lot of fun and hey, you know we stuff it up every now and then it's mm. not as nice and shiny as it seems, you know mm. we like make lots of mistakes, mm. but um that's half the fun, yep. you know yeah, that's half the fun.
0: Can um, I jump back to fully stacked employees and zigzagging <laughs> and stuff because when oh, yeah. we've talked before, you talked about your own career as being a bit of a zigzag
2: yeah absolutely why, why is that um, wow, well, okay um. I stepped out into the world after high school in 1990, 1990, and I was into a recession. I went to TAFE too. Um, Did you?
1: I thought you went to RMIT.
2: I did. Oh, I did that as well. Um, (laughs) So, the first thing I went to TAFE straight away, I think it was called Art and Design back then. I could draw really well back then, and I still can, actually. And I thought that was it. Um, I had this dream of doing concept art. At the right. time, I thought George Lucas would one day hand me a script and say, Hey, just draw this. <laughs> <laughs> I thought it would be really cool. Um, I went into design and art and design. I don't know if you remember that type of study back then. It was very practical, very hands on. Yep. Design industry at the time was massive transition. Um, I got a job after that. We were doing bromides and you know cutting stuff or pasting stuff. And at the same time, we were kind of figuring out how PageMaker worked. And I absolutely hated it. I no, really. just thought it's. I loved being creative, but this is just not what I thought it would be. Yeah. So um, I went back and did an advertising degree at RMIT, um, and at the same time did some marketing studies at the business school. Yeah, because you, you did um, consumer psychology. Yeah, yeah, at the business school, and that was really cool. Like I thought, wow, yeah. this this is the flip side of the coin, mm-hmm. right? I remember at the time in the industry, like you just didn't talk about that stuff. Like mm-hmm. designers just it was like wrong to say the M word you know marketing was like dirty you know it it just wasn't said right (laughs) Um, so and it was really weird I I just think I still find it really strange and after the advertising degree I met some really amazing people that I studied with and um, I came out of that And worked and popped straight into a small digital agency in the city. So, you know, there's zigzag already. That digital agency got acquired by Sausage. Um, Interactive, which was Australia's, one of Australia's largest software agencies at the time. This is mid-90s. So we were then just engulfed by this, and there were only like 45 people. Two of those people just happened to be Tim O and Tim F from Reactive, right. um, who I have enormous respect for, I must say. They have, and a lot's been said about them, but mm. they have just achieved really great things, and to have, to have the honor of knowing them for such a long time back then, yeah, I have enormous respect for them, what they've achieved. Mm. and I think they benchmark Actually, um, yeah. So we were like, I don't know, fifty odd people at the time, and then within a year, there were, or a year and a half, there was about four hundred. Wow. Yeah, So, we had, um, you know, the CAE building on Flinders Lane in the in, in the city. Maybe Melbourne listeners will know that. I, I don't, but let's pretend that yeah, you know, journal cafe. I'm, cultured, I'm cultured enough to yeah. know what you're talking about. The whole about. building yeah. was um, the sausage office, you know, four okay. levels. And it was a really amazing time, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, you know, one of those people ended up being my wife, which is pretty cool. So, it wasn't a complete sausage fest? No, no, not at all. Sausage factory. Sausage <laughs> factory. Um, I'm and, sure I'm not the first person. Yeah. To make that joke. So, you know, you know even just in that first decade you know lots of zigzagging and yeah. you know and then the big boom uh, bust thing happened the whatever you call it the internet bubble burst and so how did, how did that affect you and Sausage I guess at that time oh we you kind of you got you got retrenched en masse you wow. know you kind of walked into a room 30 odd people and you were told just to go back to your desks and pack up your stuff yeah and you thought hold on I'm just one of 30 and as you were walking out 30 more people were walking in wow you know um, and that wasn't just contained in that business that was happening all over the world Mm -hmm. you know Mm -hmm. um, over that time Um, and after that you know I did a little bit of work for myself a bit of design work you know having worked at Sausage I could could, uh, draw I could design I could do UI I could do UX um, I could manage clients we used to work with lots of business analysts and project managers and so I had you know Fully stacked, you know, we walked out of there fully stacked and, you know, you could do print stuff, you could do um, digital stuff and all of that. So, you know, I did my own thing and one of my clients after a while hired me I worked in Brisbane for a digital agency and then eventually found my way and worked at Igloo. um, And that was really cool. Um, time I've uh, I work with Tony Preston and he's just one of the absolute legends in my mm-hmm. career I've learnt so much from Tony in that short time that I worked there and and he, he might be on that list and I think, you you, you know, I think yeah. if you guys get to interview anyone I think Tony would be uh, yeah. amazing he's, he's, um, he's on it yeah, I've, yeah. I've managed to shoot. I
0: shot a two-hour video with him, just yeah. to him talking about what he th- sees about the industry, and yeah. then we're starting to release it now. And it's just, it's it's just awesome. Yeah, he's a great just, guy. Yeah. Um, yeah.
2: He's a great dad. He's um, a great guy. He was good to work with, and like I said, I'm actually due to catch up with him soon. Um, so yeah, he'd be a font of knowledge. I mm-hmm. think. Like I said, I've learned so much from Tony. Um, and after Igler, you know, kind of, you know, through the network, ended up here. So. You know, talk, that's a zigzag career. Yeah. Um, and, you know, I think, you know, I think that's pretty cool. You know, I think I love mentoring lots of kids, you know, lots of graduates. And that's mm. what I tell them. I think just go and jump around. Mm. That don't seek to go from junior to mid-weight. Don't, like, just jump around and explore and find things that you're really passionate about. Um, it's such a different you know. mindset from, say, like our parents' generation yeah. who you get a job, you stick with that job, yeah. and you work your way up. And hierarchy, just mm. join the army if that's the case. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, and you're just seeking the comfort of hierarchy, yeah. you know. And those are a bit of randomness. But it's nice going out on a bit of a journey and taking a pack and saying, oh, I'll be back soon. Yep. <laughs> it's nice going on an adventure. Yeah. And there's not much wrong with that. <laughs> I think I think the younger generations find that much easier to do as
0: well. Well, three years is a long time somewhere now, I think. Yeah. As a general, yeah. like...
1: If you throw a stone and hit yeah, someone listen on the to us three old men <laughs> yeah, yeah, <I> <laughs> probably true <laughs> yeah. yeah probably, but yeah, yeah, three years is quite a long time you know've've yeah. got, we've got friends that are like, you know I've oh, been here for about two and a half years. Yeah. we always really say- like my job, but I'm you know yeah
2: Time to retire soon. Yeah. We're going to have to... Have to <laughs> you know, that, that conversation isn't had very openly. You know, we always say to our guys, you know, you're here for a period of time. Just right. talk about that period of time. Yeah. That's cool. Mm. That's pretty cool. That's fine. Um, yeah. And let's just make that period of time really amazing um, rather than pretending that, you know, we're both here forever. Like, yeah. Was, <laughs> yeah, we're all going
0: at some point. <laughs> yeah, you know? yeah.
2: So, yeah. yeah. Anyway. <laughs>
0: cool. Now... You brought up your wife before that. You you met at sausage. We met at work. Yeah. yeah. So I'm going to I'm going to try and do a segue here. Yeah. Right. So is it true that you've just launched
2: an app? I did. One? Yeah. It's my wife's app. It's called. <laughs> very good. good. Huh? Very good. Karina would be very happy about that. Um, the, um, so again, my wife and I, we had this idea a little while ago, and it's it's not a, an, a um, it's not a unique idea at any by any means um, at all. So we thought, what if, you know, you could just print your Instagram photos and then eventually just print your iPhone photos just really easily. Mm. So again, you know, we took a really lean approach to that. We built a web application that allows you to print your Instagram photos. And Nick Hallam would love this. And I I know he loves this because we just launched it and we just just saw if it would we just wanted to see if it would work and it did it worked really well and that's photify.com.au so mm-hmm. um and then we thought okay that's working so we didn't have any money so we just let that create some sales and that and in, in, um eventually just funded the iphone app and um and we just recently launched that so the iphone app just allows you to print your iphone photos and your instagram photos as well so you know it's not groundbreaking but it was fun to develop and it's fun to mm. prototype and um and karina and i kind of think very similarly and she has the same kind of software digital creative yep. creative background that i do so yeah the,
0: the one thing i noticed mm. on, on on the app and and also on on the site is mm. you brand it as australian yep australian made so yep. that is that's obviously very important to you
2: um, it is, and it's also at the point of distinction. So, um, there I think at the time, and still there's probably three or four other applications out there. Mm-hmm. And we knew that, um, you know, doing some competitor research, uh, we knew that they were printing out of um, Taiwan and Hong Kong, etc. So, we th- we're printing out of Horsham. Mm-hmm. Um so the fact that it everything just happens here um is just a point of distinction mm-hmm. and yeah it is really important to us to keep the um to have it completely australian owned as well um yeah so why is it important to have it printed um it the money stays here mm-hmm.
0: so but, but why is it important to you to have like rather than just digital you obviously want printed
2: yeah so it gets printed from um, oh so okay I yeah. see where you're going <laughs> gotcha um,
0: see that see I did a really good segue yeah, it I didn't work I didn't, I didn't get it yeah, you did a really bad <laughs> yeah. one yeah Matt usually likes
1: it. to keep things balanced so if he doesn't try to make any jokes or he just keeps everything really flat we're all yeah, okay
2: just hit me between the eyes and I didn't see it otherwise so. it's peaks and valleys um, why didn't we want look it's kind of it is kind of nice, and it, you know that you could have this really profound conversation about print and digital. Um, neither are going away. Mm. Neither exist um, separately. Um, they exist together, mm. and the the good applications, the great technology, is going to uh, ac- uh, make uh, acknowledge that. It's going to make our lives. Uh, you're not going to see it. Mm. I guess that's what I'm trying to say. You're not going to see the distinction. Um, Mm. And by no means is this application um, groundbreaking at all, but I think the amazing applications are the ones that just blur that line between uh, the digital uh the technology and the real world Mm -hmm. right um and i guess this is just a hint towards that um it's nice to be able to take our photos on our phones i used to love my slr and then my dslr now i can't be bothered lugging it around so the best camera i have is in my pocket Um, and it's kind of nice to know that i can just easily print that stuff Mm -hmm. too um like i said there are just there's so much other you know nick mentioned that um, p- that application be my eyes yeah mm-hmm. man that's mind blowing it's amazing I mean, isn't it oh that's that's mind blowing i'd never seen that until he mentioned that's what it. i'm talking about yeah. it's it's technology actually interacting with the real world yep. it's not mm-hmm. about the technology at all it's about us as humans and what we like mm. to do and what we how we like to interact the technology simply allows that to happen enables that mm. um, one more thing i want to kind of yeah
0: Hit hit you with <laughs> no no segue this time, um, just like look looking you up and researching and everything. Yeah. Obviously, I found that you've got another site called the Iron and the soul The Iron and the soul yeah, yeah. Um, and that's from a Henry Rollins. Yeah,
2: I love that. Yeah, yeah.
0: Now, what 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 is that? Because yeah, it seems that it's it's very targeted towards, towards um, your,
2: your kids, I guess. Yeah, look, um, you know, it was funny when um Ari was born i realized i thought shit i'm having a boy and um i had my daughter was i had a daughter at that time and i thought he's gonna kind of look at me i'm his father he's gonna look at me and model himself after me as most boys do their fathers you know um and at that around that time i had this kind of delayed um profound kind of uh, thing happen to me where i just kind of realized what it meant to be a man and all and it was kind of this immense sort of burden <laughs> and i thought shit i've got to surround these kids my daughter and my son and now my other daughter i'm got to surround these kids with really great stuff really positive stuff and i remember you know in looking around trying to find things on fatherhood and at the time and it was only six seven years ago um, there wasn't much you know mm. there were heaps of books talking about how to uh, become a father whilst this thing was happening to your partner, but there wasn't something that was talking to you about this thing that's happening to you <laughs> um, and why you're feeling this these things. Yeah. Um, and at the and I read this. Uh, Essay by Henry Rollins at the time. I'm a big fan of kind of barbell training, and I'm a member of the CrossFit cult. Yeah, um, <laughs> we've been warned not to talk. To you. Yeah, yeah, I'm not allowed to talk about it at work. It's just kind um, of so, and that's how I found it because he's he had similar interests, right? And he wrote this great um, essay about how a, uh, a teacher of his um, helped him through his adolescence and helped him understand what it meant to be a man and helped him also understand what strength truly is because mm. um, we um, have a, this misguided notion of what strength is um, but and it's a really profound piece and that really opened my eyes um, and I thought I've got to just find all this cool shit and I'm going to share it with my kids and that's why I did that, and mm-hmm. the essay is called "The Iron and the Soul." Um, and then eventually, as you mentioned earlier, the content that I put up there, um, it kind of evolved, and I'm really interested in um, I'm really interested in uh, the empowerment of gender, different genders, the two different genders <laughs> um, in media. Um, I absolutely abhor stereotypes, mm-hmm. um, especially um, uh, gender stereotypes, um, ethnic stereotypes. Um, designers. So yeah, you know, I bore them. You know, pigeonholing people yeah, um, yeah. and assuming you know, you know that just assumption. Um, yeah, so the content evolves a little bit. But so, um, so why why is
0: that? Is there something that has oh, happened
2: just, that? No. Not at all, just the, just the stuff that 's sort of coming at me, and I think oh that 's interesting, and i 'll yeah. put it up there and there are a few really great articles published in the Age recently, which i 'll put up there next week but um, yeah and it, the, the guiding framework is you know just cool stuff that I want my kids to be surrounded by mm. um, there 's a really awesome video if um, the f bombs for feminism which I put up there, and it's also in one of our articles on our website um, called Fempowerment, mm. and it's just empowering young girls. Um, and that stuff's really cool. Like, St- mm. Yeah, I read that article, and you had um,
0: uh, Like a Girl, yeah, which I, yeah. Sh- I showed my daughters, yeah, and they were just... It really um, stuck with them yeah. as well. Have you yeah. seen that, Flynn? No. It's, it's a really interesting video where they, 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 they bring in... Um, boys and girls and, and they say okay so th- throw me this ball and then they say um okay now throw it to me like a girl and they all throw it like they can't throw even the girls and then they sort of question they question them afterwards and say so so why did that change when i said like a girl because you're a girl and you showed me mm. you could throw it fine before right and uh, it's yeah and it really mm. really affected my my six-year-old she was really like oh
2: it's great yeah, and I love that stuff, and that really influences, you know, the choices we make in the work we do here. Mm. Um, I think, you know, people talk about values, and that's that term is kind of vanilla doesn't mean anything, yeah. you know, but the stuff you uh, are really interested in and the stuff you're really passionate about, the stuff you really believe in that you hold on to, that stuff really influences the work we do, it paints it almost. It kind of it, it, yeah, it's a really key influence.
0: So how do you pull that out of yourselves and your staff?
2: um we talk about it a lot Mm -hmm. it's an open conversation it's it's a constant conversation uh you know we we pick the shit out of other stuff (laughs) all the time (laughs) um yeah we we talk about it a lot it's an open dialogue behavior is really key we have um you know there are there are kind of benchmarks how how everybody behaves here as well um we also have a really We have a really interesting culture. We don't work late hours. I think I'm looking at the time. You know, it's pretty quiet downstairs. Most Mm. most people have gone home um, and it's six o'clock. That's probably the latest we work. I love that, by the way. We don't do that. Because it's a culture. Yeah, absolutely. Mm. And it's bullshit. Yeah, absolutely. Mm. It's... And, you know... And I mentioned the the people I went to uni with in the advertising degree that I did, and you know some of them are working in the ad industry. And I look at their Instagram posts, and they're still at work at eleven. And mm. yeah. you know, there's I'm not going to do that. Yeah, you know, I'm, I'm not going to look back when I'm eighty and think, you know, damn, you know, I worked till eleven, and I, you know, I don't. Yeah, know, yeah. I might, no, not at all. I, I always yeah.
0: remember that story of the of mm. the boy asking his dad, or assuming that his dad wasn't very good at his job because mm. he he had to stay back all the time. Yeah. <laughs> I've got a friend i um,
1: going to give her a bit of a shout at actually Gabby, Gabby Lord who, used to, who yeah. used to live over here and she's over in, over in Berlin and she um, has a great newsletter like shouting out to another friend's newsletter but it's really cool mm. but in there she was talking about in Berlin the culture and how different it is to yeah, wow. the Sydney working studio culture yeah. she had because people yeah they go and they do stuff after work and yeah. they hang out and they go have a drink and yeah. there's no where she's working at yeah. least and the people that she's interacting with there is no oh, let's just pump this out, mm. 8 o'clock, 10 o'clock, 11 o'clock. She's yeah. like, 7 o'clock, by far the latest that you'll be out. Yeah. And mm. she's mentioned coming back one day yeah. in the possible future that it would be actually quite a big hit. Yeah, and it's wow. something she's considering when mm. she's considering potentially coming back.
2: Wow You know it's cool You know There are businesses In our industry That do You know They work late That's cool That's mm. great You know They do it Because they want to work They polish the work And they, they really the overwork it You know To get it really right And that's really cool That's mm. great That they do that You know um, Everyone They should they, they should feel free To do that uh, We don't I'd much rather um, our employees go home early, spend time with their loved ones, um, have a good night's sleep, come to work the next day refreshed and happy, happy to be here. Ready to go. Yeah, and ready to go. Um, Have fun while they're here as well. Be challenged and be pushed to to do really great work. And then repeat, you know. Mm -hmm. I don't get how you can do it till midnight and sustain that the following day, let alone over a decade. Well, uh,
1: yeah. I mean, my personal opinion is that people don't really. I think you have diminishing returns. Mm. The more time you spend, the more you do. The slower you get, the more likely you are to make mistakes. I see sometimes um, my partner was working on a contract recently and I had to force her to come home. She was coming home at 10 o'clock and still sitting down and and working. And I'd watch her working and she would spend three hours to do
2: a 20-minute job. Yeah, wow. You know, know, there's certain types of work that we won't get because of that. Yeah. there's certain types of clients that won't work with us because of that and you know I'm okay with that mm. we're okay with that I'll end up going to home to my kids soon and and I'll end up coming to work early tomorrow refreshed and happy. Did, we're actually doing longer podcasts now. We, <laughs> we do it <about> four hours.
1: <laughs> no, it's yeah. finally another four hours to go. A, this has been yeah. a really good introduction. Should, press, we st- should we press record? Should, should we start? Geez, <laughs> <laughs> I didn't no, realise you had sure I, to be.
2: I'm not sure if I mentioned it earlier, but I'm a big fan of the show. Um, Thank you. you know, the, the people you've, in, you've interviewed have offered a, a, a refreshing view of the industry, um, and that has long been missing... Um, I did seven years stint on Agda, um, so I say that from experience. Sure, yeah. Um, th- it's long been missing from our industry, at least from this perspective, from this angle in Melbourne. Um, so yeah, I think you guys are doing an awesome job. It's yeah. it's
0: been lovely. I mean, it's the I don't think we haven't had one person who's not passionate about what they do or passionate mm. about their job. And and I think definitely for me, and I think for you as well, Flynn, just the I think at the time I was kind of feeling there was a bit of a downer in, in the design world just mm. because everyone's a bit trodden down and, and just working hard. And, and so it's really nice to kind of hear and get people excited about what they're doing.
2: Yeah, absolutely. And you know, I mentioned the state of change when I entered into when I finished high school entered into kind of the real world. Um but the the, the state of change at the moment is amazing. Mm, yeah. You know, the term graphic designer I don't think exists anymore. No. Yeah. You know, yeah. It's kind of falling away and um it's there are the, the I'm finding
0: it harder to explain what a graphic designer does yeah. now than I did Absolutely. when I
2: first mm. left college. Absolutely, The options for um, students graduating and coming in are, mm. are limitless. You know, um, you know. You mentioned Twitter. Um, you know, I think I've been on Twitter for seven years or six years or so. Just that alone, that platform alone, um, can open up a whole world for designers. I'm
1: going to save that soundbite and play it to people. I'm just a big advocate of trying yeah, to get yeah. people into <laughs> yeah. into our People on Twitter, I designer...
2: I agree. Area. Look at the journalism industry, how they've embraced that yeah. platform. Yeah, um, I'm a big fan of Twitter. I remember, you know, having that, you know, as I mentioned earlier, you know, having experienced the internet for a really long time, mm. you know, I think I had a, I've had got a really short ICQ number. It sort of shows how long I've been wow. on the internet. Like, it's like five, four digits. ICQ. Yeah, I don't, I don't use ICQ, but Uh-oh. it's really short. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, I remember um, uh, discovering Twitter... Um, six or seven years ago as i mentioned and i remember feeling this uh that i've just rediscovered the internet again right this kind of connectivity that was Mm. missing for a period of time Mm. because for that early 2000s the only thing we were really talking about was web 2.0 and blogging and that's not really connectivity Mm. uh but i do remember you know six or seven years ago thinking uh, thinking exactly that about twitter um it just i thought shit i'm reinvigorated about the internet all of a sudden yeah <laughs> um i feel more connected than i ever, ever have been and it's
1: a personal it, curation of absolutely connectedness right so absolutely. you follow and be, are followed by people that you. so i was talking about monster trucks then i'd have a whole community exactly. about monster trucks but yeah. talking about design so
2: mm, it's only as good as the the stream that you curate right absolutely yeah um and yeah i really enjoy it i love the platform too yeah. um i don't overuse it i don't ever share yeah i don't use it as a chat platform yeah. but um yeah, I really enjoy it. Yeah, me too. Mm. Cool. Mm. Good. You yeah, and you got me into it. Finally. Oh, did you? I got mad into it and all
1: that. Oh, really? But he loves it now. You're into I do. it. I do. I've And, he, and got, he does really well. Yeah. You know how
0: some people get into it and
1: don't really get it? Yeah. yeah he's all over it. Yeah, and really
2: podcasting is the same. You know, you guys have embraced B+ this new platform. <laughs> <laughs> nice segue, hey. Um <laughs> hey. this new platform and you know, allow me to put the spotlight on you for a little while is that you've embraced this new platform um, in an industry that hasn't necessarily Experimented it with with it before. Yeah, I doubt yeah, there are many so. businesses in our industry that actually podcast for mm. clients, mm. let alone for themselves. Mm. Um, and I'm sh- I'd love to know if there are, because hey, they're the ones who are who are kind of pioneering the effort, aren't they? Mm. You know, all these platforms that we're talking about. Um, I think will really influence our industry. Yeah. You know, I mentioned earlier that the term graphic designer, um, you know, it's, been a little, it's been around as in the last, what, 25 years that I've been in the industry, mm. um, but I, I can see it disappearing. And there's a new emerging designer who is influenced by these platforms, mm. who considers these platforms when they are solving a problem. Um, and I think that's a new type of creative person. Mm. Um, and that's really interesting.
0: Yeah, it's kind of like the fully stacked employee, but like kind of the fully stacked kind of designer mm. who can who can
2: utilise everything. Yeah, in I'm a, in interested ways. in that article. Yeah, oh,
0: yeah. yeah <laughs> really I will in send it to you. Remind when, me to send it when, to Jim. when Flynn sent it to me. I well, actually, I think you just put on Twitter and I, I just put on Twitter. Yeah. But um, then I I was so shocked that there's it's like a whole. It's, it's like a term that I hadn't really come across too much but you can tell a lot of people I hadn't come across it as well
1: because
2: the comment section is just yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm familiar with it good. with developers but right yeah um, I've never heard about it yeah in the yeah. context of employees or designers yeah. let alone
0: yeah. I feel that's what happens these days as well with kind of something will come out and then suddenly it's everywhere and then it kind of is gone on again yeah. yeah it's almost
2: like yeah it's green. instant it's
1: fashion yeah. it's what's mm. new today yeah. top of my news feed the last email yeah. I got it's yeah. the stuff we care about I care about yeah. yesterday what happened today yeah. <laughs> yeah so true speaking of that we're probably at the end of the show thank you goes thank quick you. doesn't it it does <laughs> <laughs> yeah. this has been great um, so as always at the end of the show where can people find out more about you let's hear that twitter handle
2: <laughs> twitter <laughs> handle is my, just my full name Jim Antonopoulos um, you can just google I'm kind of there on that page Um, yeah Instagram's Instagram if you're not interested in CrossFit or my kids don't bother Um, (laughs) Twitter is easy and wearetank.com.au is our website and we're just doing a version 3 of the website at the moment so that's going to go up in the next week or so Um, just another iteration of it so that'll be cool
1: and the photo on Twitter, is that you when you are a little me. kid? That's
2: me, that's me first day of primary school. Yeah, because uh, you look a little
1: bit older. I do, yeah. <laughs> In that photo.
2: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm wearing a skivvy and a... <laughs> yeah, 1979, wow. <laughs> cool. I always like that, yeah.
1: I wanted to ask you. I thought maybe that was your kid and you meant no, that's one me. or something. But that you. All right, cool. Matt, as always? Uh, Leachworth on Twitter. All right, and you know I'm at, um, at Flynn Tracy. F-O-Y-N-T-R-A-C-Y. So you can find this episode and more at AustralianDesignRadio.Simplecast.fm, and you can follow the show on Twitter and Instagram at AUS Design Radio. No crossfit photos there. <laughs> if you want to get in touch, you can email us at the show, Matt or Flynn at AUSdesignradio.com. Until then, thanks for listening. Thanks everyone. Thanks for Thanks, Cheers.
2: Thanks, guys. Thank you.